We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah, yeah, Famous. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I have a lot of options for things to start with. And honestly, none of them are good. And I was just like, which one am I going to start with? So here's the first one. I was going to choose one. None of them are good. So I'm going to do all four. I'm sorry. None of them are good. So you're going to do all of them? I How about none of them? <laughs> Number one, Daily Mail. Welcome to the future. Rebel Wilson's lunch is delivered by a robot as she gets her hair done in Los Angeles. No. Okay. No? no. Okay. No. Next one. Kim Zolciak Bierman claps back at Instagram trolls who accused her of, quote, altering her face. <laughs> That's okay. all that woman does. No. But that I thought was funny because it reminds me of this Us Magazine headline, Us Weekly headline that was 13 times Paulina Perzikova revealed what she, quote, actually looks like. <laughs> no, that one I'm interested in. What? what 13 times? And then, the, and then the fourth one was Dua Lipa shared a sexy selfie to celebrate her role as Evian's new global ambassador. Oh, that one I did see because the photo of her is just she's lying down and there's a bottle of Evian in front there's of her. There's a bottle of Evian in front of her. And I laughed at it so much. <laughs> I hate that some sites link out and some sites don't. And it's like Us Weekly should know better. Like link out to Dua Lipa's Instagram whenever you post about Dua Lipa's Instagram. Her Instagram caption was really funny. I had to go to it because Us Weekly would let me click on anything. It says CEO of hydration slash global ambassador for Evian Water. Call CEO me. CEO of hydration. Me. <laughs> Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Hashtag stay hydrated. I do appreciate like the lol about it all, like to be the CEO of Hydration instead of being like, I'm the creative director of Black Barrier, like whatever stupid thing that is obviously fake. We know this is a fake title because it's a fake thing. But the funniest thing truly is the way she's posed, which is mm -hmm. just she's literally lying on so, her side, like sprawled out. And there's just a bottle. There's like a bottle of Evian just in front of her. Like she's not drinking it or anything. It's a half full bottle of Evian. 
So you assume that she drank that other half, but we don't know. Or she she poured it somewhere. And then Evian somewhere. commented, welcome to the Evian family, heart. But then the heart's like, it's like if you put an eggplant and then the emoji with the like, oh, the with splash, the water the splash, the sweat. the sweat. Yeah. But now I think they're using it as, there's so many they're different trying. ways to use this. They're using this they're as trying. splash. They're using it as a splash. They're trying. You know what Evian is backwards? Naive. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Wow. Okay, let's. <laughs> Is your drug start rug on? <laughs> let's start the. That's from uh, Reality Bites. Janine Garofalo says that. Anyways, a classic line. Okay, this is Who's There, our weekly call in show where we take your questions, comments, concerns, and a whole lot of other types of calls at 619 Who Them. Let's just begin here. Why not? Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm just listening to your talk about M&Ms and the sort of uh, who and them status of different types of M&Ms. And there's a talk about the green M&M being the color that is sort of the demiest. But I would actually make a motion for the red M&M being the demiest. And that's because there's actually like a long history of controversy surrounding the red M&M. So in 1978 or so, the red M&M was actually banned and, and well, discontinued uh, due to fear over the red dye being a carcinogenic. And so the red M&M disappeared for eight years. It went into hiding. And then in 1985, this sort of freshman at the University of Tennessee launched this massive campaign. He wrote to Ronald Reagan. He wrote to the FDA. He wrote to the M&M Corporation and asked them to reinstate the red M&M. And in Christmas 1985, there was a massive rollout. The red M&M reappeared back into the mix. There was a massive sort of PR campaign. Um, everyone was rejoicing. And ever since then, it sort of has um, ridden that wave of popularity. So the red M&M, the demiest M&M. All right, crunch, crunch. Bye. Wow. Thank you to renowned historian Howard Zinn for calling the podcast and giving <laughs> us a uh, full... <laughs> Thesis. A people's history of Mars candy. <laughs> a people's history of the red M&M, who has obviously been through so much. I mean, if you've experienced marketing, which I think you have in our modern capitalist society, you've experienced like the taking away and giving back of things. Like brands <laughs> love to like take away and give back a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. The demand for red M&M coming back and red M&M coming back, of course, was probably iconic because like that literally is marketing. Wow. I know. That's that's the Disney vault. That's the masterclass. That's true. <laughs> That's the Disney What if we only let you buy Aladdin for like two and a half years and then it goes away? <laughs> but then we brought it back four years later because some guy wrote to his governor or whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, Ronald uh, Reagan. But, uh, but who wanted the M&M back, the red M&M back so badly? Wasn't Ronald Reagan's whole thing like I love candy? Wasn't he like a big jelly bean? Well, Didn't I'm he have like confused. jelly beans all the time? Do these people not realize that all M&Ms taste the same? Like the standard ones, despite their color? Like not to be sh rude about it, but all that work seems like a waste. They all taste the same. You know where the person came from? Tennessee. It was mm. just a college student in Tennessee. What year again? It just says in the early 80s. In the early okay, 80s, so he was a bored college thing. student. Mm -hmm. Boomers and Gen X love this red M&M, but Gen Z and millennials stand green M&M, and there's no going back because she's sexy. Well, the green M&M flaunts her sexuality. She owns her sexuality. She owns it, and she's we love that. She's not afraid to like, yes. explore she's that part of herself. a proud and strong feminist. Yeah. Yes, Blue green <laughs> M&M would have been in... She would have been in the WAP video if she'd been asked. The, well, the green M&M is far too famous to be in the WAP video, you know? Like, 
Cardi ah. and Megan wanted to lift sort I'm of sorry. new people You're up. You're right. The green M&M is more famous than Normani. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. She is. She's more famous than Kylie. Everyone in the know, world I... knows who the green M&M is. They're like, oh, the sexy one. Me in Russia. You know the green M&M? And they're like, oh, the sexy one? They're getting their like vaccine. Oh, the sexy one, you mean? Yes. The red M&M is to boomers and Gen X maybe what the green M&M is to Gen Z and uh, Gen... What are they? Gen Z and millennials. Because we stand. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. It's irrelevant. Well, we're just. I'm just trying to distinguish between the who them's of the M and M's based on generation. I mm-hmm. think I got it pretty much down. Thank you for this information. Yes, thank you for this. Also, some a lot of people called in about M and M's minis tubes, and to the caller who asked if I also used to huff the tubes uh, because they always smelled really good. Yes. <laughs> So many fully honest and fully emotionally present calls about M&M tubes. Like, just, I'm just so proud like, of you. Like, it's not my past, her. it's my present. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> hey, Lindsay Bobby. Just had to pause the show and let you know that legless is um, British and Anglo-English slang for really, really drunk. Um, I know you get a ton of calls about this. I feel like it's going to be another Memphis moose track situation. But just wanted to let you know, thanks for all that you do. Crunch, crunch. Um, legless means drunk. Mothers do belong on Mars. Crunch, crunch. To be legless means to get, like, absolutely shit-face wasted. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, medium time, first time. Um, I just am phoning in to confirm or clarify what legless means. In the UK, that means really drunk or wasted. And it reminded me of a Brit Awards in 1999 when um, Fatboy Slim won an award and he held up a piece of paper that said speechless and everyone was like, that is so clever, what a guy. And then um, Robbie Williams won an award and he held up a sign saying legless. And it was so funny it got into the papers. So that was 1999. Anyway, um, crunch, crunch, me and Grace. This was referring to Katie Price losing both her feet in an accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't lose them, but they broke. And she was legless, and they called her drunk. They called her legless as a gag because she had no legs for that moment. And also she was drunk, maybe drunk. Maybe drunk. Or like they were referring to a time when she was drunk. This is like British slang that I understand immediately. It's British slang. No, I they feel say, like oh, it. it's means gorgeous. It's, you know, you lose your balance. You're shaky. You can't yes. stand. I get it. You're legless. This is a great one, I love Brits. it. You did it. Love it. You did you it. You did it again. You did it again. No, they do. Every time they do it, they do it again. <laughs> and the other thing is, I don't think we emphasize, but after the show, when I was, you know, Googling around about Katie Price when I was editing it, I cannot stress enough how many people think that she actually had bunion surgery and she didn't break both her ankles. Every, that's the conspiracy theory. Up. Yeah. I didn't know you had to cover up for bunion surgery like it was an embarrassing or shameful thing, but that's what people think that she's doing. And she's like, bunions? Never heard of them. <laughs> Anyways, it's great. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Medium time, third time. Um, I'm obsessed with the idea of Kawhi Leonard being a Who Weekly Who because obviously he's very much a basketball them. Um, but we basically know so little about him and what we do know is already really weird. Like, he, he'll do trash talk to other players that doesn't even make sense to people, like just randomly saying the word bucket as trash talk, and people are just confused. So basically at this point, we'll believe any story about Kawhi Leonard. Like anything would be plausible to us. 
So last year, this comedian tweeted a fake screenshot, and it looked like it was a screenshot from a real article. And it said, recently at a team dinner, Kawhi took out a bag of 12 apples and proceeded to eat them one by one with a knife and fork, saying, apple time, apple time. And at this point, everyone's just like, okay, yeah, we believe that, sure, uh, apple time, apple time. Uh, okay, that's it. That's my Kawhi Leonard apple story. Thank you, Stephanie, for that kind assessment. I got a few texts about this basketball player being like, yes, no one really knows anything about him, but he is extraordinarily popular and good at the sport. So, like, that makes it even more compelling that he's so mysterious. He's very good. So I got a text from my friend who said, Kawhi was in the Spurs for five years and won a championship. Your brother is probably the preeminent Kawhi journalist. I bet he has weird stories or he could be the most boring person ever. And I was like, wow. So it turns out your brother is the expert that we've been looking for. (laughs) You're right. I didn't put the Spurs thing together. And my brother is a sports journalist. My big brother is a sports writer in Central Texas. And he has been for like 20 years. And he knows more about the Spurs than anyone. So I was like, wait, why didn't I text Mike about Kawhi Leonard? And so I did. And I was like, hey, here's what happened. We Kawhi Leonard was some was related to January Jones. And then we talked about Kawhi Leonard. And I was like, I did some research, but it seems like he's not interesting. And then we get a lot of calls saying like, actually, he's like, really great and funny and da 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 da. And like, yeah, he's boring, but whatever. And my brother said, he said, I mean, he said a lot. Then he said this. But, like, to do your who explanation, he's basically known for being extremely good at basketball while displaying zero personality or emotion. His shoe deal is with New Balance. The Onion has played off it for years. And then he sent me this Onion story, which the headline is, Kawhi Leonard worried he's succumbing to glitzy LA lifestyle after purchasing flashy 2016 Subaru. And then it says... (laughs) Oh, like the joke is that like his shoe line is fucking New Balance. It's boring as hell. Yes, he's like, it's New Balance. And then he says, if anyone disputes your assessment, you can say you got approval from someone who's talked to Kawhi more than 100 times. (laughs) Um, My favorite thing is that Stephanie sent me uh, this clip of him and they ask him, they say like, wow, what were you thinking during that basket? And then his answer is like, I dribbled two times and then I jumped really high. Be sure to send me that so I can put that in. Wait, I will, I will, I will, I will. Kawhi, can you tell us through the dunk you had in the block? Um, What do you want me to say? (laughs) Whatever you want to say. It's just more of just the build-up leading to that play, what you were seeing, and your thought process with everything. Um, Patrick threw me the ball. I took two dribbles to the paint and tried to jump high and dunk the basketball. (laughs) And Kimba got it open for a three and I jumped my highest to try to contest and I got a block but anyways it's uh he sounds like honestly a delight and it's nice to have a little mystery in your yeah uh the people you care about you know like the the truly the funniest thing about it is that everyone's like this is somebody who everyone in basketball knows but nobody outside of basketball knows because he's so quiet and so like to himself that you only know because you care about the game Bobby and I wouldn't know he's not a celebrity and that's one of, to us, but that's one of the things my brother was saying, because he was like, people are going to like the players they're going to like. You don't really need an explanation for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, same. That's how I feel about Dakota Johnson. So, <laughs> you know. But I would kind of argue that he's like a, a known basketball player, but not a celebrity. That's what I more mean. Like, he yeah. wouldn't, oh, he I, wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't call him a celebrity. Like, he doesn't get covered outside of sports media in a way that would make him a celebrity. Because he doesn't really do like, anything, yeah. Right. 
Right, right. And even the things that he does do that are traditionally like things that celebrities do, he doesn't do in a way that are flashy or like attention getting. Like I'm sure New Balance is like, can you say more, do more stuff? Can you like, <laughs> can you? <laughs> That's very charming. Um, we, I guess we have to stand. I don't watch basketball. I'm never going to come in contact with this guy again. But, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Can. Also, I didn't realize that New Balance was funny until my brother said his shoe deal is with New Balance with like disdain. <laughs> right. Like out of all, like out of all brands. <laughs> really is funny when you think about it. Okay. Yeah. Bobby, Destiny's Child covered a new way to walk on Sesame Street. You should have mentioned that. Crunch, crunch. You should have mentioned it. I should have mentioned it, but it's good. I don't good. think he knew. I didn't Sometimes know. I didn't know. This, this is like, I wasn't watching Sesame Street when Destiny's Child was still together, but this is cute. Here we go. I know you'd have to either be a child or have a child. I got a new way to walk. Walk, walk. I got a new way to walk. Walk, walk. I got a new way to walk. And my new walk suits me fine. So I watched the full clip of it, and this is the part I like the most. Wait, let me play it. Oh, it's, it's Destiny's Child. Yeah. Oh, hi, Beyonce. Hi, Kelly. I just like that Michelle's last. Hi, Beyonce. Bye, Michelle. Hi, Beyonce. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Michelle. There's like there's somebody down there reading off a piece of paper with their names on it. <laughs> you know, I have to say, sometimes on this show, we just don't know things. It's not that we don't care about them. We just don't know them. I think people forget. <laughs> this video of Destiny's Child singing New Way to Walk with Elmo, Grover, and whatever that other one is, the orange one, the, whatever, yeah. Who cares? has 50 million views. That's yeah, more well, than a lot of Dua Lipa videos. You that's know? more than a lot of Destiny's Child videos, <laughs> or some. <laughs> that's definitely more than a lot of solo career Michelle Williams videos. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I wonder how many views Coffee has. Remember how good Coffee was? What a good song. Coffee by who? By Michelle. No, Kelly Rowland. Oh. Remember? I don't. It's like two months old, one month old. April. Came out in June. Early April. That's pretty good for a few months old. Come on. Mid-pandemic. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm going to play a clip of it here, but coffee is amazing. The wordplay in coffee, had there not been a pandemic, we would all just be celebrating coffee. It's great. Soon as we wake up, soon as we wake up, wish we could Hi, Weasley. Um, so I'm calling because of um, the call from the Shredded episode about Nina Dobrev and the Activia commercial. Um, so I actually met Jamie Lee Curtis at the Mall of America, um, and she got fired from Activia. Um, she told me I she was doing like a book. Sorry, I'm really high right now. But um, she was doing like a book signing for some children's book, um, and I like went, and when I got on stage, I was like, I love your yogurt commercials, and she was like, they fired me, fuckers. Um, living La Vida Laptop, this is a nightmare. <laughs> Probably the best tip we've received that hasn't had a don't play this in front of it in eons, no? Like, definitely, <laughs> and what's funny is, as this person was talking i could see this in an us weekly article being like a source a source told <laughs> a source says that jamie lee curtis at a book signing in the mall of america, america. <laughs> book 
Society of All America said, they fired me. <laughs> and honestly, as somebody who's been to the Mall of America once yeah, in the morning fun. time, Bobby was there. It is such a surreal place in general, but like to be there meeting Jamie Lee Curtis and her being like, I got fired from the Activia commercial. I can't imagine. Like, you say you're on drugs now, but like I would feel like I was on drugs. Anyways, it's not about all America. This is about Jamie Lee Curtis getting supposedly and reportedly, according Why to Jamie Lee think... Curtis, fired, I got fired from Activia <laughs> for younger gut. A younger gut walked on up and they said, we don't need your old ass gut anymore. <laughs> we tested it's your microbiome and you know what? Not as diverse as Nina's. <laughs> Catherine Tanya Jones designed a mosquito repellent shawl and is auctioning off one signed by her. Crunch, crunch. She didn't design it. This is the the shawl that we've talked about on the podcast before that she's obsessed with. She talked about it in her strategist piece. She just bought one of those, signed it, and then put it up for celebrity auction. Did you see everything that's on the celebrity auction? I mean, the funny thing about this is, isn't it? Isn't even the weirdest celebrity item on this list of celebrity items? Like Catherine Zeta Jones signing a mosquito shawl, a mosquito net shawl, and putting it on this site is not even the weirdest thing on this list of things. Because you also have uh, Roxanne Gay's quote unused pink Bose headphones (laughs) and you have Nikki Hilton's dress but then not even just Nikki Hilton's dress you have like Nikki Hilton's coat as as borrowed by Paris or whatever did you see that Nikki Hilton's Marc Jacobs jacket that Paris borrowed and then my I think my all-time favorite though is Susie Orman's signature leather jackets she (laughs) is giving she gave them two signature leather jackets where if you uh, find, you're like, where are these jackets from? I mean, I'm paying for jackets. They're from Theory and Escada Sport. Um, and she says, to me, these jackets represent freedom individually. And the empowerment to wear something <laughs> that makes you feel good. Okay. Those three things are truly okay. priceless because they're characteristics that make you who you are. Imagine saying that about jackets, two leather jackets. Her two leather jackets are currently at 258 for both. Yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones' skull, shawl is currently at 276 you know what's at 405? Yeah. Peppa's snowboard that says, push it real good on it. <laughs> it's signed. Now that is a celebrity auction piece. I mean, I love the idea of a celebrity auction. I think it's for charity, too. That obviously yes. makes it even better. Um, but I have to say, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of stuff here, you know, because... <laughs> Roxanne Gay looking through her house like, here's some headphones <laughs> I got for free. You know, I have to say the best thing on this list, though, is Sweetie what? donated her... Air Force Ones that say my type on them in like graffiti text. Oh, and these fun. are actually fucking rare and cool. I didn't she see She wore them that. in the video. Yeah. She wore them in the oh, video. Oh, there they are. Like these oh, are sick. Are. I wouldn't give these away. Anyways. Very nice. Those are already at 700 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next call. Oh, wait. So then someone also called about this. Speaking of Captain Zeta-Jones. Did you hear this? Wait, watch. Oh, no. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so I work at a major financial institution, like a bank, but it's not a bank. Anyway, I'm doing my annual, um, money laundering training right now, which is, as you can imagine, so fun. And, uh, one thing that it talks about is how if a business, uh, if it's like mailing address is not a real mailing address, that that's like a huge red flag for money laundering. Um, so uh, I think I'm going to have to red flag Costa Zeta-Jones for money laundering because, as we all know, 
um, that locations that Nyland doesn't exist. Um, thanks for keeping money laundering off the streets, who weekly. Uh, it only can happen because of people like you. Um, Grey Poupon is a who. Now I feel bad. Uh, you now feel we're bad? narcs. Yeah, we're fucking narcs now. I mean, catchy when they actually open an investigation of Casa Zeta Jones. I don't think they're. I don't think this person is actually going to, you know, do any investigating. <laughs> I'm, but. Well, I'm very conflicted because one, I would love to learn how to money launder. Like, I would love to learn what how to do it, what it is, the telltale signs, etc. And then two, I don't want to narc out Catherine Zeta Jones money laundering because I can't imagine it's that much money for these for these items that yeah. she's selling. Yeah. It's not that much money. The government does not want. What they don't want it. It's not worth their time. They want the big score. They want the big score. Right. So it's not worth it. I will say a lot of people did look into this for us, people who love like real estate research and stuff like that. And no one had any credible leads to figure no. this out. So it's still an no open one. case. No one. No one. No not one. Not a single person. So interesting. Interesting. Pretty interesting. Okay. Next call. This is a sub segment of the comment section, which is we were wrong. This is we were wrong. I was wrong. Wow, and also Lindsay was wrong. Here's me okay, being great. wrong. We got so many calls about both of these and I was just very wrong. We were so wrong. What is that? Prometheus? <laughs> we were so wrong. We were so wrong. Okay. We were so wrong. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby, just wanted to let you know, um, you guys were talking about Reese's Pieces and Bobby mentioned that they perfected the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. But there actually isn't any chocolate in Reese's Pieces, and I know this because I used to give up chocolate for Lent every year, and I would kind of cheat a little bit by eating Reese's Pieces instead of M&M's. All right, that's all I wanted to let you know. So many Bobby, people were like, "Have you even eaten a Reese's? Do you even know what a Reese's is?" Yeah, it's Sounds literally, like it's literally my favorite movie theater candy. But the thing is, it's there's no, it's just the peanut butter. No but you thought there was chocolate. Why did you think there was chocolate? I guess I just thought there was a very, very thin chocolate shell, but there's actually nothing. Okay, but does the chocolate shell count as chocolate? Because I would argue that like it kind of does. Well, they're saying there's no chocolate at all, that it's not a chocolate shell. It's just a candy shell. Oh, interesting. Well, you've, wow. Isn't that weird? This is your Shazam moment or whatever. What is that thing where you rem misremember something? Berenstain Bears? Mandela effect, where you thought there was chocolate in it, but there never was chocolate. Yeah, it was never chocolate. Bernstein bears. Bernstein bears. bears. Bernstein bears. Bernstein bears. <laughs> Look up M Mandela effect. You'll know what we're talking about. I'm not getting into it. Well, how, why was I wrong? How was I wrong? Okay, I'll tell you how you were wrong. We were so wrong. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I have paused the podcast. Um, you're talking about The Bachelorette right now and how the plans for filming are unsure. And they're actually filming right now um, in Palm Springs. They rented out a whole resort in La Quinta. And it just gets crazier and crazier because apparently more people from the franchise just keep popping up. So there are rumors that, like, Keisha was already replaced by Hannah Ann, who was already replaced by Becca Copeland, who recently dumped her racist ass boyfriend. So anyways, it's just wild. Crunch, crunch, thanks. Well, Lindsay, you said they weren't filming, but it turns out they're, they've been holed up in a La Quinta the entire time. I'm... <laughs> I don't know who to feel bad for, myself or them. That sounds miserable. Bobby actually texted me and said, this might be the first season that I watch because they're, they're cooped full. up in La Quinta. And it seems like whatever this season is 
going to be, it's going to be insane. And he's right because like all the things that The Bachelor normally does goes on these little trips, no like helicopters. You know, hometown visits and all these romantic places. What do they do? Like go to the hot tub, go back, <laughs> go to the pool, go back, go, go to the to courtyard, room, go back. Like what are they going to go to their kitchenette <laughs> in this La Quinta? <laughs> Well, everyone was calling and saying, like, they're stay- They're at a La Quinta in Palm Springs. They're at a La Quinta in Palm Springs. They're holed up. I'm imagining a roadside La Quinta. And I was like, that's hysterical. Well, there's a La Quinta resort in Palm Springs that's like a fancy resort. But I was picturing, like, a motel with, like, continental breakfast. It's just funny. So many Bachelor fans calling and being like, they're staying in La Quinta. Think <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. You know, a show that is being filmed now. With the topicality of COVID like being on their minds and like everything being in turmoil, right? Like Claire left, this person saying Tasha's gone too. Like maybe there's gonna be multiple replacements, like high drama. Wait, Tasha's very... gone? Tasha's gone. This person says apparently Tasha may have gotten replaced too. So there may be double replacements throughout the season Uh-oh. of this. Uh oh. Like that sounds actually fun to watch. But here's the thing I only care about this until it actually starts because. As far as we're concerned for this show, I don't want any of the actual narrative of the show to be relevant. The only thing that's relevant is the production as it pertains to coronavirus, which makes it slightly novel. You know, Mm -hmm. otherwise, I'm not, this is not a Bachelor recap podcast. An epidemiologist would say that there's no levels of novelty, Lindsay. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) Coronavirus is novel. I'm saying the Bachelor situation is not, is slightly novel. Anyways, uh, that's my it's like this does not become a bachelor recap no, podcast. No, no, there no, are no, plenty no, no, of those. No, no, no. It's no, no, like no, no, we no. will just care about the business like swirling around this because I only care about like the logistics of creating a bachelor mid pandemic, which seems to be very difficult. Yeah. This just moves on to, you know, Simon Calbrook was back and then Kelly Clarkson has already gotten a lot of press for taking his place. And oh, I was yeah, like does that relate taking, to this? <laughs> I was just like taking his place for what? They're not filming anything, but they are. They're fi- it's LA. They they're are. filming it. And so I was There's, like They're definitely filming stuff. This is just a reminder that like Hollywood is sort of slowly starting to work again and we're going to start seeing new shows that were filmed during all of this, but still not many. And so I feel like when Bachelor finally premieres, it's going to be ahead of the game in a way. We're all just going to watch it cuz it's like, "Oh wow, new this is content." The only thing that's on. <laughs> well, the other thing is like only some of these things are going to even allude to the fact that being filmed at this time is weird and, and what's going will. on. And this They're might, trapped. but others, but I don't think the others yeah. will. And that's why I was so disappointed when someone told me that they're pushing back Love Island UK, but they are filming Love Island US. I have no interest in Love Island US, but Love Island UK would be fascinating Mm-hmm. If they start talking about coronavirus on Love Island UK, but like we're not even get they're not even doing it. It's mm-hmm. not safe. And they're being very safe. So it's one of those things where we'll we'll have to see what ends up coming out and yeah. nothing like nothing will drop till the fall. I mean, I know they're gonna fast track a lot of these things, but nothing, especially the bachelor, won't come out till next year even some some of it if they know? had a date we wouldn't know by now like yeah. i could see them maybe doing a surprise drop where they're like it premieres next week surprise everyone but also i think the more likely thing is they're they don't know when it's going to premiere well, yet if they're out of tv they're out of tv right like, and it that's probably is weird, like october right? now let's move on to questions also la quinta resort not just like a roadside la quinta that okay, we've all stayed at a million fa- times. whatever they're not staying in a roadside it would have been quinta, so but... funny if they had just been in a normal la quinta and they're just like one hallway <laughs> of all their rooms yeah <laughs> 
Would it have they're, been funny? They're using that like pancake maker, the the waffle maker that's on like a continental breakfast where you pour the, the batter and then it like oozes out. Whatever. Okay. Stop. I love a continental breakfast. You know how much I love a continental breakfast. Remember whenever that, when we got accused of stealing? Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the most stressful moment of your life. When I thought it was a continental breakfast, but it was not. <laughs> but we fought back. Actually, that was a very brave moment of our lives. Okay. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crop. So it'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone photo full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly. With it. comments and everything. It'll just be on. <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes. So it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No. But do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that. But you, you, should, you could do it. But you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura Frames it. are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, just calling to ask, there's another Ruby Rose? Ruby with an I? Thank God there's another Ruby Rose. <laughs> I know. This one That's wasn't the cutting it. Thought. The one we have just isn't like, doing we, it for us anymore. We needed another one. This one was not doing it for me. Did you see more information came out about her Batwoman thing where she was like, she given, she's given more excuses. There's more information. We don't need more information. We got it. Get out of mm-hmm. here. Fine. You don't want to do it. Let's go. So, yes. Let's get to Ruby Rose. Ruby with an I. R-U-B-I. Rose. She's a rapper. She seems very close to Cardi, based on what I can tell. Cardi was influenced to do her OnlyFans because of Ruby Rose. She tweeted, Mike get rich in OnlyFans like my young girl Ruby, right? Cardi did start an Only. She's starting an OnlyFans. She's going to release behind the scenes stuff from for a while. No, I know. And you're right. OnlyFans, we're talking about like literally everything essentially is becoming Patreon. She has a really good song. Her biggest song is probably called Big Mouth. I'll play a clip here. It's objectively her biggest song. She was asked by, I think this is like XXL Magazine. They said, what's your most slept on song and why? And I love this answer. Big Mouth is my best song and it's slept on. I don't know. I want more girls to hear it. I want to start pulling out more music and get heard more. So this is someone who's like 
She wants to be more famous. Let's make her more famous. She also used to date Playboy Cardi, who she recently did. knocked up Iggy Azalea. Fun fact. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the father of Iggy Azalea's baby mm-hmm. in there together. That's Ruby's ex. What's great about her OnlyFans is that she made like $100,000 on OnlyFans in two days and barely even put new content on it. Like most of the content on her OnlyFans was already on her Instagram and yet she made money anyway. Well, also to be fair, let's be Ruby Rose, the rapper is with an I and Ruby Rose, the artist formerly known as Batwoman is with a Y. Yes. French fry Ruby Rose is with a Y. It's funny, like WAP has legs. <laughs> WAP has legs. WAP has a lot of body parts. <laughs> WAP has a lot of body parts. Okay, next call. Who is your least favorite cast member on Selling Sunset and why is it Davina? Who was your least favorite cast member on Selling Sunset and why is it Davina? <laughs> okay, Lindsay, in a twist, Lindsay hasn't seen Selling Sunset and I've seen every episode and I love Selling Sunset so much and they cannot release enough Selling Sunset and I watched the entire third season like over the weekend and it's incredible. I'm going to explain to Lindsay who all the cast members of Selling Sunset are. Um, I think that could be fun. I could explain the who's. My least favorite cast member, yes, is Davina. Lindsay. Okay, but I am putting a timeline on you. You do not get more than like a minute on this one. Two, a two minutes Two minutes for this. a bo- Okay, okay. Davina. She's the devil. We have no idea how old she is. She says she's 30, but it's also like sus. It's like you kind of seem like you're the oldest person here, but she's not. She believes there are two sides to every story, which is the big problem. Whenever Chriselle and Justin Hartley got divorced, everyone was like, we're team Chriselle. Like, Justin sucks. And she was like, but what about Justin's side of the story? And everyone's like, you're a fucking monster. Christine did the same thing, but Christine is a little more entertaining. Then there's Mary. Mary has been married twice before. Her first husband died. Her second husband, they just broke up. She has a kid who's like kind of old because she had a kid young, and she's married to a guy named Romaine they got married last season. Romaine is only four years older than her kid which everyone thinks is weird but whatever that's neither here nor there. Romaine is kind of annoying and I kind of question the fact like whether or not they've actually gotten married. Like I saw the wedding on television but I'm sort of like I don't know that it actually happened. Romaine always hated Davina and he was vindicated this season because Davina became the ultimate villain in this season in the final couple episodes. Like she became the ultimate villain. Then there's Heather who we know as the current Miss is about to be Tarek El Moussa. They're engaged. She's a four model. She was like a playboy playmate. She met Tarek in Newport Beach, California. Last 4th of July, they got engaged three months later. Really no issues with Heather. She could be a little annoying. She's very close to Christine. She helped her pick out her wedding dress. Chriselle, we know all about Chriselle. The funniest thing about Chriselle is whenever she broke up with Justin Hartley and that whole storyline is like actually very sad. She goes to St. Louis to be with her family after Justin breaks up with her and she is like best friends with her sister whose name is Shonda. And we all know Chriselle means she was delivered by a guy named Chris at a Shell station or Chris helped her drive her to the hospital. Does Shonda mean Shonda was born at a Shell station in a Honda. I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. Then there's Amanda. We've talked about Amanda before. Christine is the one who gets the most attention because she's trying to play herself up as like the queen villain of this show. She's the one who got married at the goth wedding, who got coronavirus and may have given it to a lot of the other people at the wedding, even though I'm not sure coronavirus was going around LA at that time in like late December, early January, but whatever. She married like a tech millionaire who's like an MIT grad and whatever. She's from Dallas, Texas. But yes, the worst person is Davina. Uh, the end. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to get from that. Like, okay, great. <laughs> I will say, like, it is shocking to me. I get it. I think it's probably because the show is back for a new season, which is why people are coming out of the woodwork to, like, say how much they love Selling Sunset or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, when we talked about Chriselle Station, it, we, it wasn't even <laughs> her being on Selling Sunset wasn't even the main thing that we talked about. And mm. now it seems like she's actually like the star of this quite popular reality show. Yeah. Well, she's the star because she goes like the way that he divorces her, which is via text 
is actually Terrible. so fucked up and I think Terrible it is reveal. I think it is truly rare for reality show cameras to catch a genuine traumatic moment for its cast members that is not scripted like Justin Hartley really pulled the rug out from under her like so much of the show is bullshit but that is so authentic and it's jarring and you can see the other well, one also the it. the two ways to f- you know fuck someone over a relationship it's like cheating and texting to break up like yeah. there are you know it's like there are only a number of very creative fucked up things that you can do to someone in terms of ending a relationship and that really is on the list very Taylor Swift inspired very uh very old school breakup yeah. you know just like over text but also marry if you're married to someone and you break up with them over text that's truly like the pits well, did you see his other ex-wife is coming out to defend him now like great. that's how he's great that's how stupid this has gotten is like because of the press of the show and people saying like oh it's so fucked up that he dumped her over text the, the I think he's called on the ex-wife who's still his friend the other one yeah. Lindsay, to come out and say oh he's a good person he's a good person and he's got a new girlfriend too i mean maybe i'm being evian backwards but it really seems like everyone was shocked when it happened okay i have one more question before okay. you keep on rambling about this okay. show that no one is really watching just kidding do and you have to keep this short and sweet okay. do they have do they sell it do they actually sell any houses this season is the most like real estate forward they do a lot of house selling in this season but are these yeah. houses actually being sold in this economy like are we checking is- on the listings of these houses are they real are they fake are they actually being sold or not it seems real i think there's way more to it i think they have like a little more like they have like project managers involved they have like other other people involved but yes the houses are being sold the house selling is a little more important in this season than it's been before they do this like bell ringing thing now that i don't remember from the previous seasons like amanda just sold her first house like the house selling is important also don't forget this season was filmed late last year so like the economy was still doing well people were still you're right houses. you're right you're right and also i guess does does the does this economy in that the way that we're saying that even affect this tier of people who are buying houses that are over right. 100 million dollars or whatever right. no probably unfortunately not okay yes. interesting will i watch the show probably we'll see the- seems compelling but i am busy i'm watching potomac yeah, me too, me too. But this, these, the seasons are four hours long, you know, like you're done in four we'll hours. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby, medium time, first time. First off, wanted to say I'm not exactly sure how I feel about Who Weekly becoming Food Weekly. Um, but either way, now I want to go track down some peanut m and So there's that. Uh, second, and the main reason I called, uh, Kiki Palmer just posed a question on Twitter that if she were to create a millennial version of The View, who people would want to see as her co-host, and was wondering if y'all could weigh in on this topic. Anyways, crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. I love Kiki. We all know this. But she really wants that talk show back. She really misses the format, I think. Because, like... She got that... She got the show with... What's if She got the show with Michael and whoever. Michael and... Who's the other... Who's the third person in that? Sarah. Right. She got the hour. She got the morning show. And then it got canceled. I think she really... I think she knows that her time to shine as a host... Mm-hmm. Um, and she's hosting the VMAs, which TBD on where, when, how, why, whatever. But It'll she's hosting outside. the VMAs. <laughs> but outside. I mean, she knows, she knows that she's talented at this and mm-hmm. she's looking for her shot. And so she's out here tweeting things like, if I made the millennial view, who would be on it? Which I think is a perfect format for Kiki. Mm-hmm. Perfect mm-hmm. format mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and why the fuck join the other shows when she could just do her own, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. They're all flawed. They're all fucking flawed. Not that that's like hers would be flawed too because they pre- the whole premise is yeah. asking for trouble. Lindsay and I both created our lists of people. I think we both did exclusively women. I don't recognize, if we're talking the millennial view, I don't recognize men as part of the millennial view. Although Kiki did respond to a tweet that said she would include men in her view casting. But uh, I personally am choosing not to recognize men in on my lineup. Who wants to go first? I don't care. I'll go first. Okay. I feel like there's going to be some overlap and then a lot of like surprises. Okay. Okay. Well, I was trying to, first of all, I was looking through like who weekly names. Like I was thinking like for our show's purpose, like the people that we talk about who's, Mm -hmm. and I was also thinking realistically, yes, we would love a list talent on this panel, but I I'm trying to think of people that actually would fit in and want to do a daily show. And like, and then also kind of like a diversity of the, of opinions, right? Like you have Mm -hmm. to have your like mommy and you have to have Mm -hmm. your like this one from Mm -hmm. YouTube or maybe that, because we're talking about millennials so we have to represent the full scale of like millennial interest so here's my list and i have a few like x or x or x because i think like they're all kind of it would be kind of like on the same line mm-hmm. okay so kiki palmer would be number one i see her as kind of the whoopee of the table meaning mm-hmm. like the kind of control kind of the um the, what do you call the, it who's the the mama bear the plane who's the but who does the flight controller what do you call the person who controls the flights who's like the calling the shots on the flights i feel like the flight controller she's the the barbara walters she's, the whoopi goldberg yeah that's who she is exactly yeah so kiki is that and then i would i would honestly think and i don't love her but a great a great position for priyanka chopra a perfect spot for priyanka chopra to to do didn't some think stuff, about her but i that's oh that's good think just to it. talk just to talk she's yeah, the yeah, right yeah. age it's exactly what she wants to do she's involved with enough stuff i think it would be a great fit mm-hmm. for her then i'm saying we need a comedian we need somebody funny nicole byers funny jokes mm-hmm. i considered her and i was like i'm not gonna put her in but yeah, yeah yes okay now we need somebody who is like kind of an activist smart young yara shahidi talented yep. she, i think she would do it maybe not i think that i don't really know enough about her to know whether mm-hmm. she would do it but i mm-hmm. think she'd be great then we need kind of like a crazy person <laughs> and i know this is obvious but i really actually think bella thorne would be good like if she would show up and do it i do think that she has like she's got that earthy crunchy thing another person who would do really well on this i think would be paris jackson who i know really doesn't speak that often but has like a <laughs> give peace a chance vibe that i think would be good or shailene woodley who i also don't know if she would do this but don't you think you need somebody who's like i let my kids eat clay or like whatever mm-hmm. you need that mm-hmm. then i have uh, Eva Murray Martino type. I had her in and then I took her out because I was like, I need we need a millennial mom. But you do yeah, need a millennial yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm curious to see who you have. Let's take her out. And then I have um either M. Rata or like Tavi Gevinson. You need like kind of a hipstery vibe, very liberal mind at mm-hmm. the table. And then the w- the one person though that I had a really hard time thinking of was you do need like a young Republican, not necessarily a conservative, but you do need like a young kind of Candace Cameron Bure type. Do you Mm -hmm. have one of those on yours? Mm -hmm. Okay, what's your list? Okay, mine's probably not as good as yours. Start with Kiki Palmer. Okay, Kiki Palmer. Yes, yes. Kiki Palmer. I I did it. I did it in sort of like the the lawful, good, chaotic, whatever matrix. I tried to think of it in that in that way. Yes, that's a great way to think of it. You don't need. It does not need to be political spectrum at all. Yeah. So. I mean, I got political eventually, but whatever, we'll get there. Okay. So Kiki Palmer, uh, mm-hmm. I have her in like lawful good. She's head of the table, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I had Raven Simone. 
I have her well, as like okay, true okay. neutral. And I put her there because she has the experience. Like it's sort of like you need your two anchor tenants. It's sort of like I didn't think of her because she's already done. She's already done it, but like I think this. that that's yeah. what makes her sort of uniquely qualified, right? Also, she has great whoopee energy. Talk about a whoopee energy. And Ugh. she would never leave. You know, like you have you need your two people who will not leave, who will have to be pulled away, right? Yeah. Okay, so then I started thinking like this is this is where the mom this is my thought process this is where the mom thing came in I'm gonna show who I had and then I got rid of them I was like hey, we need someone funny I we need like a true comedian and I was like let's just like who's a millennial comedian that people can relate to who's also not doing a whole lot right now but people really respect and is really funny and capable I thought Alana Glazer then I was oh, like oh yeah I liked I liked I liked the idea of it but then I I took her away. Because I was like, yeah. Kiki and Raven are really funny. We don't necessarily need a dedicated comedian. What do we You're need? Right. We need a mother. You're right. And which mother did I put in? Hillary Duff. Oh, wait. Hillary. I had her on mine. And then I had Haley Duff. And then I was like, no, Hillary Duff would actually do it at this point. Yes. Yeah. Hillary so, Duff would be great for this. Hillary Duff. Then next up, I was like, okay, we need we need someone who's like good on camera. Also, if we're talking about like millennials, like people who truly fit into the millennial canon, Hilary Duff is it because she really her she is and her entire audience is millennials who watch the her three, show. Those are the three top build people of this show, right? <laughs> okay, then who else? That is, is like millennial culture. It's a little downhill. Yeah. It's just like things get a little wonky. Then we okay. move on because it's like a little more niche. Then we move on. I saved the best for last, though. Then I have three uh -huh. more because I have a six person table because the talk uh -huh. I realized was six people at first. Then okay. we have, this is, I'm not quite sure if she's right, but I wanted a celebrity chef. And celebrity chefs, like people who are good at cooking, who have a skill and are good on camera, uh -huh. but maybe not. I put Priya Krishna. Because I wow, think, I think okay. Priya, over Bon Appetit, but always very good on camera. Maybe Priya's thing could be like doing other segments. Also like, like that's Priya's. I like that she has a niche, right? She's uh -huh. like a lawful neutral, but also sort Would of like. Would Priya want to talk about though, like pop like current topics maybe we she don't would know, have I a guess. weird she would have an interesting opinion on all of this okay i'm sort of like yeah. the idea is that she's like the lawful neutral of the group right yeah you also do really need and this is no offense to priya who i'm a big fan of you do need people who are a lot less famous than that like you need, yes. like obviously you have yes. your headliners but you're not going to get you're not going to hit out of the park every time with with quote unquote They're names you also need you need more niche that's why i'm saying the youtube realm is a good place to go like maybe like i, I also thought know, rosanna yeah. panzino or nummies. like Lily Singh. I know she has her own talk show already, but if that doesn't work out, like this would be a good place for her too. Or, you know, what like people who like that type of vibe would be good. Yeah, totally. Um, but I, I think even if it's not Priya, like a Priya type, this okay. this niche, this cooking thing is very millennials love like Gen Z millennials. <laughs> cooking is a whole thing. Okay. Next okay. up, and then here like we go. Like Priya cooks with X would be great yes. as like a small segment. Because you need to think about like love, the side segment. Right. Right, because okay. they love to do like a breakout, like an interview, a breakout interview or whatever. Like it's not always at the table. That's true. Okay, next yeah, yeah, up, yeah. next up, I need we needed a chaotic neutral, a chaotic neutral. That's I what put, I'm, okay. I put Priya as lawful neutral, chaotic neutral. Who did I okay. pick? Gigi Gorgeous. Gigi Gorgeous. Okay, wild, this is a fully a wild card. Great at storytelling. Gigi, I think. What is Gigi? What are Gigi's politics? Questionable, boarding on maybe a little bad, right? We don't know, right? But I think, but Gigi's Gigi got a great talk, point of view. Gigi can talk Gigi... about anything. Yeah, Gigi can talk about 
anything. And especially a unique point of view that none of the other women at the table could can like, you know, speak to personally. No, of course, of great. course. And just extreme wealth. And extreme probably wealth. this would be a... But also this would be a great thing for her because like what more could... Like this is like a great... Like she doesn't need to work her way up. She's very comfortable. And this is a great way to, for exposure outside of YouTube. I really think like... If you don't mind YouTube for this project, you're crazy because that's where like millennial culture yeah, you're resides in a way. You're a stupid yeah. idiot. Um, but yeah, right. Gigi, no one's a better talker. Okay. I think I was thinking bigger than you are. You're actually in the right realm of whatever. Can I but add? Then yeah, okay. My yeah. one, my last person, my last person, because I was like, okay, yeah. we need, we need. You need a crazy person. You need a, well, not crazy person, but you need someone who's going to get in heated arguments with everyone else. Okay, who is that? And I was also thinking, like, you know what? You need, like, a weird form of nepotism. Like, you think Meghan McCain, like, loves her yes. daddy, right? Yeah, yeah. Who is yeah. a millennial who ticks the mommy box, who ticks the daddy nepotism box, who ticks extremely famous adjacent but not super famous herself box? And oh, also, Catherine Schwarzenegger. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. I have that's her down perfect, as lawful evil, perfect. which also seems sort of mean, but I'm... <laughs> Catherine but Schwarzenegger, I do the think, last table. I do think she wouldn't do it. I think she would be intrigued. I think she would think that she could rise to the occasion. And after one season, she would say, this is not for me. But she would get Can some I good. Can I add one person to yours who I think would yes. really round it out in a good way? This mm. is random, but I think the casting is right. Lala from Vanderpump Rules. You oh, see, need... I don't know her well enough. But you need, you need like Chaos. that. I think she would be like a perfect, easy to cast because she would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. chaos moment yes <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> you need a you need like a bella thorne energy person on the panel yeah you need like, a, you need a wrecking i ball. had tana from youtube <laughs> but like she's canceled but like oh, tana canceled. like you need like a like because Gigi is actually she's youtube but she has self-respect mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's not out <laughs> yeah. here like yeah. you need like kind of chaos to like get it to get it moving but yeah, yeah you definitely need you need a Catherine Schwarzenegger type, but I'm not sure she would do it. But I think that's the right person. I think because she would do it Candace once. Candace Cameron Bure of millennials. Exactly. Exactly. That's where my mind went to. Eat your food. Yep. Drink your drink your water, girl. That girl. Oh, I don't know. Girl, wash your face. That's girl. Her. Wash your face. Oh God, forgot about her. She was a flash in the pan. A face that's in the her. Pan. Her name is her. Her actual name is Rachel Hollis. But like, but I think she is the kind. Like you need like um. You could have a good energy with like one of these kind of random self-helpy authors who's younger. Mm-hmm. A millennial self-helpy author could be a good energy. I'm just thinking of like who is the Candace Cameron Bure of this table. Maybe yeah. we don't even fucking need one, but like it is good to have like a mommy energy. Maybe yeah. one of the Hawk sisters because they're mommies. They they might be good. Like oh, Kardashian and they're Kardashian yeah. adjacent. They're kind of boring. Yeah. The Hawk sisters are kind they of boring. Are. Yeah. Anyways, um, so please I feel like call we both, us with suggestions. <laughs> I feel like we both thought of a really good, like, good tables. Those are good tables. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, medium time, medium time. Why is Haley Joel Osment at Goldie Hawn's house and she's dancing to Hey Ya? She posted on Instagram. I know Goldie Hawn is a them, but... Haley Joel Osment is a who, maybe, and their connection is a who. Um, anyway, yeah, that's my question. Okay. <laughs> We're going to keep this short and sweet. I was like, 
when I first saw this call, I downloaded it and didn't really do any research and just was like, what? And I Googled both their names, nothing. We got no connection. Like, oh, I'll look this up later. I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm sure if I Google both their names, something will come up. They worked on something together. Why would he be at her birthday celebration or whatever? Uh, Nothing came up. I was like, interesting. I I let it go for a sec. I came back to it. I'm doing all this Googling Haley Joel. Finally, I'm like, okay, let me go look at what this person is probably talking about. The video should have been step one. Which should have been step one, but I don't know. Like I took your I took your word as I took your word as a truth, and so I go to the Instagram, and there's a video of Goldie Hawn in the kitchen dancing as she does the dishes. A classic Goldie Instagram dancing to, moment. Uh, to Hey Ya, Hey Ya. Yes, and I start there, and I'm watching, and she dances over to this guy who <laughs> looks over his shoulder and looks like Haley Joel Osment. Like looks and I'm just like, like Haley Joel Osment. And I'm like doing a double take. I'm like, even if Haley Joel Osment was at her birthday party, which by the way, we're not really supposed to be having parties big enough to include people like Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Let's not even get there. Like, how is she this close to him that he would be in her kitchen with her, like doing the dishes? That, that feels like he's sleeping there. Like that's unreal. <laughs> so I do like a few, I watch it again. I watch it again. I'm like, that can, that just straight up is not Haley Joel Osment. Like it looks like him, but I just don't think that's him. Like, it looks so much it's, like him. I'm like, no. So I'm like, okay, who could that be? Well, I know that Goldie has three kids. She has Kate. She has Oliver. The, Oliver, and then she has the other one. There's one more that she has. On, yeah. on well, the younger one, the honkier one. The younger one. Okay. No, Wyatt. 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 Wyatt Oliver and Kate. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, so it's none of those. Who's in the woman in the window, by like. the way? Who's in the woman in the window? He's the boy in the basement. He Wait, lives in her Wyatt basement. Wait, Wyatt is? Wyatt? Ugh, he's so good. He's very talented. Okay, so I'm like, okay, but I bet, I, and I didn't know this to be fact, I just was thinking, does Kurt have any other kids? Because like, Goldie, I don't think was his first marriage, which is true, it was not, and he has one other kid. They're not married name also. name is they're not oh they're okay they're sorry. iconically and, and ex- not married but he has next wife that yeah. he was married to once two two oh my god really so he has one other kid i'm pretty sure does he have he has one other kid whose name is boston boston russell okay mm-hmm. Excuse me, he only I'm has like, one ex-wife i'm sorry he only has one ex-wife i was wrong okay that's what i thought and he and i'm like oh and i look up boston russell and Boston Russell looks exactly like Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Not for his entire life, but in this video for sure. I mean, he he looks, he's on a Haley Joel Osment spectrum, but I yeah. wouldn't say that they're like twin twins, but he definitely sort looks- Sort of like shaggy white look, slacker vibe. He looks like a, a different version of Kurt Russell than his brothers do, I will yeah. say. Yeah. So that's the answer to your question. Yeah, that's that's li- it's, it's, it's not, not Haley Joel That's not Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Does Prince Harry know what Microsoft Excel is? French, French. (laughs) Is there a reason this question was asked? Or is it just like a funny question? I'm actually like, did I miss a conversation about this? No, right? It's just a funny question. Right? No, I don't think this has context. Okay. I think this is just like, like, has Prince Harry, the, the implication here is has Prince Harry, Harry done any work in his life? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer to that is no, but also I think the answer to that is 
you know, is there's new yeah. there's nuance here. We asked uh, Shawnee, resident our Royals expert, resident, resident Royals, Royals expert. expert. We asked we asked her over text, and she actually I thought she was gonna be like, "Lol, no," but she actually said yes because she just read the iconic Meghan and Harry she book. Spent Finding the past Freedom. few days reading Finding <laughs> Freedom. I, she probably read it in like a full day and was like, "I hate this I book." Know. And then an hour later, she was like, "Guys, I love this book." <laughs> <laughs> the reason behind her saying yes, which I think was incredible and really is a testament to Shawnee's close reading skills, is that there is a part of the book that she sent us an excerpt where it says, uh, Harry and Meghan plan to keep working during their stay in Canada. They had a lot on their to-do list, including finishing setting up their nonprofit organization and continuing to advocate for the charities that they were royal patrons of back home. But somehow it all felt easier to do in the Canadian estates wood-paneled study that looked out over the manicured grounds, white spruce, and birch trees. Even if in reality, they usually wound up working in the kitchen, leaving their MacBooks to make cups of tea or coffee. Okay, stop there. Shawnee's recognized that reference to being like, Prince Harry has used a laptop. They each have MacBooks. He's used a computer to do organization for charity work. So she's like, he probably is using Excel. Yeah. My argument is like, Maybe he's using Google Sheets, but... Okay, (laughs) But like, let's let's say Excel is shorthand for any type of like spreadsheet software. Mm-hmm. He's definitely probably use it. Also, didn't he go to college? Like, you have to do that in college. Yeah, sometimes. he used Excel. Yeah, he's okay. used a computer. Okay. He's in. If you're doing, if you are doing like organizational work, you are using a spreadsheet. Like, you have to. At some point, a spreadsheet will be sent to you. He knows well, what Also, is. yeah. And side note, um, for all of the patrons out there, or the maybe the people who would love to be a Patreon, who are Patreon? considering Patreoning, uh, who would love a patronage with us, we are definitely going to be reading this book, I've decided, and talking mm. about it because I think there's a lot here, and it's perfect, and it's fun, and we're doing it. And it's Sorry. Perfect, and it's perfect, and it's fun. Okay, let's play a game of Who Are Them. Speaking of perfect and fun, okay. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Hello. Is Hype Williams around and doing stuff? And if you who are them and extra credit, can you find a really great like long form article about him and the music videos he directed? Thank you. I could not well here's answer to your last question first. We'll actually answer all your questions backwards. I couldn't find a long form profile of Hype Williams and I was shocked. I was shocked. Like it feels like it would be like on the ringer or like a Rolling it's Stone nowhere. thing. That's surprising. It's nowhere. 
If if honestly, I mean, if someone else can yeah. find one, let me know. I could not find one anywhere. It was wild. Would to me. you argue that he is the most famous music video director in terms of like? No. If you were to like I name would, a music video director, I would probably argue that it was like David Fincher. No, not somebody who went to something else. Somebody oh, who, who only, only did, did that. music video who directing? Only did. Yes. Oh, then yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. But I think that's the reason that he didn't get that profile because he was like, I'm going to choose to keep doing this, which I really, number one, respect. And number two, I think it made him a little more obscure. Maybe that's what he wants. People like people in the know are still like, I want Hype Williams to direct my music video. Like he's right, gotten he's a little shaky. Directing, he's still like he directing directed stuff. a lot of Beyonce stuff. He directed yes. like he directed a, a Megan Thee Stallion video last year. Right. You know, like, he's still an in-demand music video director with good reason, but whenever you choose not to do that, like, transition the way that, like, David Venture did or Spike Jones did or whoever, you just kind of stay there. Hype Williams, if you don't know who Hype Williams is, like, he's... He basically is the reason music looks the way it looks or looked the way it looks in the in the late 90s and the early 2000s. That's all Hype Williams. Hype Williams decided these things for all of us. But also the reason why music videos looked at looked as expensive and big as they did at a certain point in time and made music videos important because he like that's because of him. Like, yes, not he wasn't the beginning of music videos, but he certainly made music videos as important to like film almost and like mm-hmm. as 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 a movie or as a TV show, like mm-hmm. something that people genuinely look to and genuinely spent a lot of money on. Because when MTV launched, remember the whole thing, like they didn't have any videos they and they were videos, like yeah. paying artists to like make videos because just to fill the airtime. It's like it wasn't an important thing. And he, along with other people as well. You know, it's funny. Last night I was obviously scrolling TikTok as I was falling asleep. Obviously. And some there was a TikTok that just came up and it was like, uh, hype, hype Williams videos and somebody took a cheese grater you know like the middle of a cheese grater oh, yeah. and made it the background and then green screen themselves dancing around in the middle of the cheese grater and I was <laughs> like funny. this is great that's a yeah. reference to like the the puff the puffy videos yeah. of the of the aughts you know being reminded of all of the music videos that he directed will completely fuck you up. Like, you have to go to the list of his... I, I can't even read all of them because there's too many, but... Well, I will say, and I will say, though, one thing, though. Hmm. I could not pick him out of a lineup. Could not tell you Absolutely what he looked not. like. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. A totally what... iconic name could not tell you what he looked mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Someone who is talented, please write a profile of Hype Williams that's 20,000 words long. If anyone deserves it, it's him. I feel like it exists. I feel like that's crazy. Whatever. Maybe it do- it's I don't wild. Know. That I feels like a it. really big oversight to not. Anyways, it's either an oversight or maybe he's someone who doesn't like doing interviews. That could. Or be maybe the you thing. just couldn't find it online. Maybe it did exist in a magazine at some point and like yeah, maybe it never it was got in a print like magazine. digitized. Maybe it was in a print magazine. But then again, there should be one like recently. People are so into yeah. nostalgic shit. Like it's surprising. Yeah. Okay, well enough Next media call. people listen to this. You can write it. Long time, long time. I'm sure you're annoyed with me calling all the time and leaving you dumb messages but i have another one so sorry um okay so you know you play who are them but what about who are not like the name alexis i feel like there's like not a single famous person named alexis besides like alexis bladell like she's the only one name another famous alexis even if they're like a d-lister you know i feel like that's like a non-name what do you think? Or not? You know, the the first Alexis that came to my head after Alexis Bledel was Alexis, Alexis Arquette, Rose. who is dead. 
um, which is oh, sad. Rest sad. in peace. Yeah. But you're right. And then I, Alexis Bledel, Alexis Arquette, Alexis Rose. Was Alexis Ohanian? From Creek. Serena's husband? Al- you, Mrs. Mrs. Serena's Williams? Husband, Mr. Only, Williams? Only, <laughs> only famous because he's married to Serena. Well, he yeah. started Reddit, but like that's not important. Who cares? <laughs> uh, who gives a shit? And then the other one, which you would not know, is Alexis Mateo, who's a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. who's pretty... <gasps> Alexis Nyers. <laughs> Alexis Nyers. Oh, Alexis Nyers from Pretty... From a, a Pretty... Uh, Bling Ring. From the Bling Ring. Who does Z-Way just interviewed on her show? <laughs> Alexis, I was like, Jeez. I'm so left wing. I'm so left. <laughs> I'm so I love left. Her. Um, the, um, so that, right. Are there any other famous Alexises? I don't know. Are, Alexis Wren? Oh my God, you're right for younger generation. Oh, Alexis younger Wren, generation. The hot, the hot girl, the hot girl influencer. We Alexis always Wren. almost talk about Alexis Wren and then we don't. Wow. We have before, though. She just comes up a lot. And I'm like, we've already talked about her and she's boring. So we're not going to be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Are there any other like younger, notable Alexis that we're missing out on? I'm not sure there are. Hold on. Alexis Denisoff from Buffy. No one cares, but he is married to What's-Her-Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow from Buffy. You know, What's-Her-Face. Alexis Danson is Ted Danson's daughter. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Oh, Alexis Sky, who's from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not again more influencer type, but she is on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. Alexis Sky. Reality stars real. Okay. Um. They're, yeah, I don't know. Those like, are your Alexis. Alexi. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But it's so weird that Alexis Bledel is the most famous Alexis. If that's what we're talking about, I'm it's not even. Very, I don't, I don't like believe that. it. I don't like that. Right. I don't yeah, like, like it that. either. I don't like it a lot. Although I do really want to rewatch the Sister of the Traveling Pants movies, but that's for another oh, show. Oh, that's that's a given. That's a given. You got to do that. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, first time, medium time. Uh, I'm calling to share my experience of name blindness. I continue to confuse Tracy Lowertz and Tracy Letts. Um, I'm also curious about the who status of both of them. Um, love the show. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Two who's very different realms. Tracy Letts theater who theater them. Tracy Lords porn them. Otherwise, pretty who mm-hmm. pretty who you know. Yes, Tracy Letts. Who are them? One, two, three. Who? who but prestige. Very behind who. the scenes. Very prestige. Love him to death. And it all goes back I to really Woman do. in the Window. He he wrote the screenplay for Woman in the Window. Test audiences Husband hated his Carrie ending. Coon. Husband of Carrie Coon. Tony Award winning playwright. Apparently also Tracy Lords is coming up because there's a new podcast about yes. Tracy Lords that I'm pretty sure people are listening That's to. That's done by uh, our daddies, our mommies and daddies at Cadence 13. <laughs> mommies and daddies. It's true. That's true. Like they do give us allowance. I know. They do pay us. <laughs> Cadence 13. Uh, they give us allowance. They find the- these Quip ads. They, they call Quip and they're like... Hey! The show is called us. Once Upon a Time in the Valley, um, a real life noir, and it's about the story of Tracy Lords. Um, you Who I don't know really anything about. Either. I, I'm gonna, I subscribe it. to the podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. Our mommies and daddies at Cadence Thirteen said the podcast is great, but yeah, they're both who's. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So on last episode, you were talking about Vincent D'Onofrio, who is obviously main character star of Law and Order Criminal Intent, which I feel like is just like worldly consensus, the bottom of Law and Order, maybe Law and Order LA is below them. Discuss, maybe. But that led me to think, who are like who is the veniest and who is the hooliest of the Law and Order franchises? So we have like Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Criminal Intent, Law and Order Los Angeles, the sh- which is short lived. 
And then, of course, we'll have the new spinoff with Elliot Stabler because I feel like it's a very tight race between SVU and just regular Law and Order for who is, like, the definitive, like, them of the Law and Order cinematic universe. Um, thank you very much, Crunch Crunch. Great call. Law and Order's who to them. I really, I think this is kind of easy because I think it's like there are two thems, which you mentioned, and like the rest are kind of who's or like maybe three thems or something. I think there's maybe. three thems and then the rest are who's. So Law and Order SVU or SUV, as I've called it in the past, is definitely, I think, number one, even above the original Law and Order. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think it took over. I think it had a bigger star. It had more stars towards it. It's more relevant right now. Like people are, it's the one that people know the most currently. Yeah. Right. I think Law and Order SVU is number one Law and Order. Yes. Right. Then, and law, then and law and Order. order then regular. Law and Order. Law and Order is number one. Law and Order. Law and order. order. Then Criminal Intent. Mm-hmm. Which do you know? Like Law and Order SVU, we know what SVU is. Do you know what Criminal Intent is? I weirdly don't. Me is either. It like I had to gangs? look it up. Is it like mafia? Like, what is it? Is it... Criminal Intent follows the NYPD Manhattan Major Case Squad, a force of detectives who investigate high-profile cases uh, involving VIPs, local government officials, and employees, the financial industry. And the so it's like so it's like fancy pants people have crimes committed against them. And your biggest stars in that one really are Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, no one else really had a breakout from that. It's starring yeah. Sean Penn's father-in-law. Yes. Um, so it's funny. The only current Law and Order on air is SUV. Sorry, SVU. Mm-hmm. I don't do that on purpose. Interesting. Okay. Did you hear me say that Vincent D'Onofrio was Sean Penn's father-in-law? Think about that. You know, I've trust me. I've I've uh, I've been digesting that. So after Law, so the other ones we we have, I would say Trial by Jury was a big one. It had it had Jerry Orbach on it, which was like. Was short I think though. That was his, this was his spinoff. Mm-hmm. BB Newworth was also on it. Very classic. Weird. It ended classic. Six. Very old. Law and Order L.A., which was short. leader, only was for one year. Who? There really wasn't a star of this. I can't even. Yeah, and then True Crime is their take on American Crime Story. So it's like each season is a story. They've but only it done is on hiatus. Right. It yeah. will be back. They're claiming yeah. it will be back. They did the Menendez brothers, which apparently was murder. good. Which apparently was good. Right. Edie Falco was in it. It's a smart one. And do you know that they're doing coming out there? They just announced organized crime. Speaking of mafia. And it's a, love it's, it. Uh, it's Chris Maloney's spinoff. Great. Is he's going to do mafia stuff. And then we have Law and Order Hate Crimes, which, uh, which is, a, is which triggering. Is a peacock <laughs> is going to be I, true, like truly. Yeah. And it's going to be on Peacock. And I don't think they've announced who's going to be in it. But yeah. it is. They gave it a 13 episode order. OK, cool. And is that where we end today? Do we want to do the who's and them's of candy? No, let's not do that. We no, can, let's take not. A, let's we take a day need... off. Let's take a, a week off from uh, starting a new conversation about food. I'm sure one will just come up organically next week. But yeah, let's, let's uh, take the week off. Let's refrain from talking about food this week. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, a weekly call-in show. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Support us on Patreon.com slash who weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes that's been a whole lot of fun and also keep listening to the call you're doing amazing sweeties we have some like silly ones and then after the silly ones well i gotta say to everyone who to everyone who called about connecticut sorry you didn't make the cut not one good call (laughs) not one usable call about we got a lot of people explaining that like rich people live in connecticut and then commute into new york and i was like sweetie that's not that's not what i asked um (laughs) but also sweetie we live here that's like the one thing we do know about connecticut (laughs) 
moving on we're done thanks again for listening this is so much fun yet again we recorded for over two hours and yet again we had to cut it down congrats to Lindsay. we had an under the under an hour long show on tuesday for the first time in god knows how long because it wasn't that good so i had to edit it down to get it to be good but yes thank you so much i did edit it down it was a great job ended up being about 50 minutes very rare for us to keep things under an hour will you be able to do it with this show i don't know i don't think so it's a good show you did a great job um okay bye everyone bye Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I just had to pause the podcast to let you know that my dead grandmother is buried in Connecticut. Okay, crunch, crunch, me in Connecticut. I know I'm an outlier, but I really like the white chocolate in them. They're pretty good. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> I'm calling because I saw the Jordan Sparks like, meme, and I thought it was an Old Navy commercial. I had no idea it was a real song. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Women do belong in balloons. Leanne cuisine. <laughs> um, R.I.P. to E News. Thanks for the memes. You put me to sleep in my studio apartment after college, after breaking up with my college boyfriend. As your closing remarks would lead off to Chelsea. Um. What was that show called? Lately, too. Anyways, um, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Juliana. Thank you, Jason. RIP News. Hello, I just called, but I'm calling again because I think, um, I think Chelsea Lately would go first and then it would be E News. So, um, I just had to clarify that. But um, thank you, E! News, for keeping me up to date on all things pop culture. R.I.P. Bye-bye. Crunch, crunch. Hi, long time, long time. I do actually have a story about E! News, um, a fond memory, if you will, that you probably won't play because it's been really that interesting, but it was um, a highlight of my little 2013 life. Um, as we all know, the internet was a much different place in 2013, and I um, used to occasionally watch E! News, as many of us did, and one day um, Jason Kennedy said something really rude about Britney Spears, and I am a diehard Britney stan, like will defend her um, till my dying day, and I don't even remember really what he said, but apparently they had a segment on there back then where they would you know, fill time by reading uh, viewer tweets. And the other co-host, like, read my tweet where I called Jason Kennedy out for being rude to Britney Spears, and he actually apologized on air for being rude. And they and a bunch of my friends saw this and were sending me videos of it because um, I happened to not see it. So, uh, yeah, that is my, my crowning glory of... Um, the one time that my tweet was read on E! News. Anyway, crunch, crunch, good form, Bella Thorne, thick thighs, and wearing masks saves lives. Bye! Oh, E! News memories. Um, I grew up in the Deep South uh, with not a lot to do. So in the summer times, I hated summer before school, uh, 
like TV would structure my days and 6 p.m. was when e-news would pop on and then that's really what got me into entertainment stuff. But my main memory I have of e-news at that time was that I thought that Juliana Dependi, Dependi at the time and Mariska Hargitay were the same person. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I really I just I just thought that this woman had range. I guess. Okay, bye. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, Bobby asked for our favorite e news memories, and I don't know if this counts as like an e news like the show e news memory, but I am obsessed with that one interview with Jim Carrey at like New York Fashion Week. I think it's with Kat Sadler and her face the whole time is just like horrified because he's like, we don't exist. You're not real. What is an icon? I don't believe in you and stuff like that. And it's just beautiful. Um, crunch, crunch. Good for Bella Thorne. I just want to call with my cherished memories of news. Uh, I'll never forget uh, coming home from school on February 8, 2007, and finding out my beloved Anna Nicole Smith had died, and I watched E! News for however long it was on, and I just seared in my memory. Uh, so, R.I.P. Anna Nicole Smith, Queen Who, uh friend. Okay, so this is kind of a crude message, but is the Red Sangria song about going down on a woman who's on her period. I'm I'm just wondering. Okay, bye.